Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sea Latte Podcast. We talk all things simpler living, wellness, lifestyle, and everything in between. So grab your favorite latte and take a quick break with us. I'm your host, Pana. Break time begins now. We're back, guys. Took a little more time off than we would have liked, but nevertheless, we're back. Or I should say, I'm back with another season packed with awesomeness, if I don't say so myself. So, this is a legit question. Who here reads these days? If you do, please DM me on Insta with any of your current recommendations. With the ease of apps, including library apps, which I'll talk about during our product highlight segment, there really is no excuse not to pick up a book once in a while. Might as well learn something while doing the dishes, am I right? And after you're done, might as well also catch up on Passia Latte episodes on podcast apps. Wink, wink. I decided this episode was worth doing because I recently was introduced to a slew of books that not only captured my attention from start to finish, but literally blew my mind. As some of you may know, I have always struggled with focusing and while reading was no exception. It's ironic because I possess a journalism degree from, at the time, a highly competitive university where reading was the most minimum requirement. I'm embarrassed to say this out loud, but I was able to pass all my English and journalism classes skimming through books. I don't think I read one book from start to finish, more so in my collegiate years. It was always a very difficult thing for me because I just couldn't fathom sitting still reading a book when I could be doing a thousand other things. Also, it doesn't help that I've always acutely suffered from ADHD where my mind constantly wanders. The point? It takes a lot to hook me into a story, which is why I'm also not a movie buff. But I'm here to share some recent finds that not only kept me turning the pages, but also influenced my life for the better. As someone who also writes part-time, it's nice to be able to pick up different writing styles from various authors while expanding my vocabulary along the way. Before I start, let me also preface this by stating how I had an in-house library growing up where classics from East of Eden, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and Great Expectations adorned several of our bookshelves. We even had a really cool reading corner, and since I was grounded endlessly as a child, I was forced to go through all the classics several times over. Let's just say I'm ever so grateful for the countless book apps because that just makes reading more accessible in today's fast-paced way of living, especially for folks like me. So, shall we get started? I'll be reviewing my top three picks, two autobiographies and one self-help, if you will. I'll also include two additional reads in the self-help categories, books that literally changed my outlook on how I conduct myself among others, both in personal and business. However, for lack of time, those will not be reviewed. No book list is complete without including the former First Lady's book, Becoming, by the ever-so-eloquent Michelle Obama. At first, I wasn't so sure I could get through the almost 500-page book, but I was instantly hooked. The title speaks for itself as it journals her journey from a very vivid recollection of her childhood, which includes growing up in a small bungalow on the south side of Chicago with her family, including her great aunt and uncle, to getting into and going to the prestigious Harvard Law School, where at the time, female students and that of color weren't so many, ultimately landing a job at Chicago-based law firm Sidley Austin, which, side note, is where I worked when exploring the legal industry, of course, at the San Francisco location. It is where she meets the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, and, of course, being the anchor during his political career, and so much more. We'd be here all day if we detailed every aspect of her life that led her to become who she was meant to be. 
Regardless of her accomplishments, she still seems so relatable, and that's inspiring. That any of us can also strive for greatness and become who we were meant to be. As a writer, I had a deeper appreciation due to how well it was written. She carries so much charisma even in her writing. Overall, I feel this is a necessary read and everyone should include this in their immediate list if you haven't already. Another memoir that caught my attention and one of my personal favorites was Green Lights by actor Matthew McConaughey. Yes, you heard that right. I really enjoyed reading or listening to this book. It was another one full of life and tons of humor. I had no idea he had so much character. I guess his rom-com movies never really drew me in. Now, The Dallas Buyers Club? A totally different story. So what does he mean by green lights? In the movie business, a green light is when a studio allows you to go ahead with a project you've been working on. It's a sign that you can move forward and keep going. He states they're all around us through affirmations and approvals throughout his book. They don't interfere with our direction, they're easy. Ironically, green lights can also be disguised as yellow and red lights as a detour or an action in which you should proceed with caution. Knowing that not every plan will work out how you want, but it's about how you deal with the setbacks. Basically, how to catch more yeses in life. It's another colorfully penned book with the adventures that followed him with growing up in Texas and spending a year in Australia as an exchange student with the Dooley's family. Living in Australia with the overly eccentric family is what really drew me in, and I think painted a picture for what his future held for him. Before moving abroad, he pictures himself surfing daily on the beautiful Sydney beaches, yet is surprisingly shocked when he ends up in a small town with his host family, eventually leading him to practice abstinence and adopting a vegetarian lifestyle. This forced him to look inside and figure out who he really was and what he wanted out of life. I especially love the way he captured the essence of his host dad, particularly through his accent. That's some hilarious stuff right there. Some refer to his life as a wild ride, and I'd have to agree with that statement. I mean, why else would you consider writing a book if it was anything but? In the end, I didn't expect to read what I read, and that's exactly what kept me turning the pages. It's another autobiography full of adventures and unpredictability. Some even refer to his book as a mashup between the late Anthony Bourdain and Ernest Hemingway. Now that's a bold statement if I don't say so myself. The last book worth mentioning is The Four Tendencies by New York Times bestselling author and speaker Gretchen Rubin. First of all, who is Gretchen Rubin? Well, she's a writer that explores human nature to better understand how we can make our lives better. According to her website at GretchenRubin.com, she states, I believe there's no one-size solution for becoming happier, healthier, more productive, or more creative. When we know ourselves and what works for us, we can change our habits and our lives. She's also authored countless other books in the self-help categories and even hosts a podcast, Happier. Check it out after this episode. Getting back to the four tendencies. Now, this is a book I should probably purchase knowing how many times I've already referenced it since first reading it last year. But I truly believe this is the epitome of communication books, where she speaks about the four tendencies, personalities per se, in which we all fall under. Some of us, more than one. The four tendencies being... Number one, the upholder. They love schedules and routines. They like rules. Their motto, discipline is my freedom. Number two, the obliger. They believe by serving others, they serve themselves. Their motto, you can count on me. I'm counting on you to count on me. Then there's the questioner. They question everything. Their motto, I'll comply if you convince me why. And lastly, dun dun dun, number four, the rebel. They believe you can't make them do something, but neither can they. Their motto, 
It's so hard when I have to and so easy when I want to. So right away you put yourself and everyone else under a tendency and begin to wonder if you're effectively communicating with them based on their personality type. At least this is what I did. Now, I've read my share of self-help books, but this one kept me intrigued, especially being in sales jobs for the past two decades that are strictly performance-based, so always looking for ways to level up. In my opinion, learning to influence someone to follow a certain course of action applies even outside the sales floor. I've always said everyone's a salesman. You're either selling your idea or you're being sold to. And that's what makes this book worth a read, especially if you're in a field where communication is key. Did I mention Gretchen Rubin made it to Oprah's Super Soul 100 list, which is a collection of 100 awakened leaders who use their voices and talent to elevate humanity? If that's not a compelling reason to pick up this book, I don't know what is. So, what tendency are you? Growing up, I was a hybrid between questioner, rebel, and upholder. Yup, for those who really know me, know I'm a special breed. <laughs> now in my mid-40s, I can proudly say I'm a full-fledged upholder. I love my schedules and love my routines. And I don't have to feel bad for having downtime because I allotted time in my schedule for it. So to me, discipline truly is freedom. I'll link the four tendencies quiz found on our website in our show notes. So find out which tendency you are right away. The two other books worth mentioning are The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey and Mindset by Carol Dweck. Both are really good reads, especially if you're looking for ways to elevate and grow. So, I hope as a quote-unquote non-reader, I was able to inspire you to pick up one or two of these books, as I'm sure it will change the way you think for the better and inspire you to live a life full of greatness. If you've read any of these memoirs, please let us know what you loved about it on Insta Stories and tag us so we can share your responses. Now, for today's product highlight, as mentioned earlier, I, like many, use book apps to read, well, listen to my books. But are you familiar with library apps like Libby and Overdrive? Basically, they're apps that connect to your local library so you can rent books like you would in person at the library, but virtually, as long as you have a library card. This segment isn't sponsored, but since discovering this in 2018, it's been a game changer, let me tell you. And many, if not most books, are available in audio format, which, as you know by now, is my preference. And with the slow but sure transition to where augmented reality, Web3, become a real thing, this is the perfect way to segue into a more non-tangible and minimalistic world. But let's save that chat for season four, shall we? And for updates, behind the scenes, life hacks like the library apps, and more, follow us on Facebook at Cialatte, spelled C-Y-A Latte. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Cialatte Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in over the next few weeks as we talk the importance of a healthy gut and how it's correlated to various diseases, why the infatuation with sugar, especially here in the U.S., and what it means for our health, and the breakdown of a not-so-new but trendy diet or lifestyle, if you will. Again, I'm your host, Pana. You can check out my Instagram page for everything wellness and simpler living mixed in with some foodie pics and random adventures at My Son Maverick. Until next time, see you latte! latte.